Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome in to podcast number 60 for Sporting 160 EN, the big 6-0. I'm Christian, I'll be your host tonight, and I am joined by my friend Steph. Steph, what's up, man? I'm doing pretty good. Let's uh, let's get it started. This is this will be the last podcast of the year. So, uh, you know, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Last podcast of, of 2019 here and uh, sporting kind of ended the year on a uh, on a relative high note. So that's um, honestly a bit surprising. But, uh, you know, we will uh, we'll take it. So let's just jump right into it here. We're going to start with our our Twitter questions. All right, so first question coming in from David Claudio um, at David Strife 35 He says, do you agree with me on the fact that Sporting has a bad director desportivo? Do you like Rafael Camacho? Do you think Matthew will retire at the end of the season, or will he stay at Sporting more years? All right, let's go. Let's just do that first part of the question, Steph. Uh, do you agree with David on the fact that Sporting has a bad director desportivo? Uh, yes, a hundred percent. He's uh, someone that uh, has doesn't have enough experience for such a big club. Uh, you need someone uh, a little bit more experienced, more malicious. Um, a lot of stuff goes behind closed doors that we don't know about. And if you're not known in the league, they'll eat you alive. And um, we can see it now. So to move on to uh, the Kamashu uh, Kamash, I think he's a player that. As a, a lot of uh, talent and room for improvement, uh, but he has to start showing that he, he can handle the pressure and show more. It's ta- it's his time now to do it. Uh, I don't dislike him, um, and I'm not saying this because he scored a beautiful goal at, uh, against Portimonense, but um, he's taking too long to show his skills, but as well, he needs more time to play. So I think in the future, we'll see a, a very good Camacho uh, and Silas is the, he's actually a good coach for him. And then Mathieu, yes, I think he'll move on to, uh, to his native country, France with his family. And uh, at the end of the season, uh, I mean, he barely stayed this year. Um, so yeah, I think he'll go back to his home country, uh, La France, Allez les Bleus. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. I um, I also think this is probably Matthew's last year. Maybe I think that he's going to move into into coaching uh, in some capacity or some sort of uh, executive role. Um, so basically, I think there's going to be a competition between us and um, probably a couple French clubs that that are going to want him. And uh, yeah, I mean, if he wants to stay on, I I would definitely welcome him. Um, to the staff in any any capacity, staff of the U23 team, whatever it may be. I think he is is useful to have around. Um, all right, so next question here from PM Rider ESQ at Still P. Mr. I, I, I'm just going to spell this one out letter for letter. At Still, S T I L L. M R Y D E R E S Q. Um, who voted for Verandas to be executive of the year? Do you think it was a long list that he beat? Do you think that it was something BDC introduced? Because to be fair, it has his name written all over it. On a more serious note, our results papering over cracks. Happy Xmas, gents. You as well. Um, so that's a uh, that's an interesting question. Who voted Verandas to be executive of the year? I'm going to assume he voted for himself, and I'm going to assume that the rest of his cabinet voted for him. I'm not really sure who else would be voting in that, <laughs> or who else would, were the other um, nominees. Uh, Uviana, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he, I don't think any of them have had a have had a good year. What do you think? Well, I agree with you. I don't know who <laughs> voted for him. It's it's comical. Uh, because um, so far, all, all his, of, of his actions, I mean, not all of them. He's done a couple good things. Um, um, he didn't deserve it, but whatever. I mean, he got it, but that that trophy doesn't mean anything. It's just... Who, a, who, would, who would have won it? I mean, who, who, who would have won it other than him? Or who would have been a deserving winner? I don't think any of them would have been deserving winners. No, not at all. Uh, to tell the truth, I don't. I don't pay attention to 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 those things. Uh, it's it's useless. It's a waste of fucking money. To tell the truth, 
I don't I don't really pay attention to it. Um, I mean, if a, if a club is saying they're struggling financially, the first thing they would do is, hey, listen, we're not going to have these kind of things going on because we ain't got no money. And like you said, he didn't deserve to win. So I would give it to anybody else but him. Yeah, seriously. Um, and then next one, we've got two coming in from our very own Danny Saldanga at Danny Saldanga underscore. If Balassi does end up not being able to play against Porto, do you think Camacho or Plata are ready for a big game, seeing that they've had limited minutes, or are we most likely going to play with Hesse? Well, you know, Hesse has shown that um, he's, he, uh, he's a step behind. I don't know if he lost a step from uh, so many transfers. Uh, but so far, he hasn't shown what we were expecting from him. Camacho and um, and uh, Plata, it's it's two good choices. They're a little bit green still. But, you know, it's big games like that that sometimes they might surprise us. Um, I would I would give the, uh, the lead to Camacho just because he has started uh, uh, more games than Plata. And he, he seems to be a little bit more... Um, advancing into his ad- adaptation to the A team, uh, but I I would call Plata into the bench and and put him in if we're losing against Porto. Hopefully not, of course, uh, or to spark uh, one of the wings. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, to touch on that first point, you know, Hesse not being up to you know what what I expected. You know, I'm not even sure what I expected of Hesse, but I expected that he would at least be, you know, a little bit more confident than he is. It's pretty amazing that this guy's a PSG player. Um, he is just nowhere. Near, I mean, he realistically, he's he's good for like a, you know, Gilles Vicente. But this guy's making, you know, 7 million euros a year. <laughs> I don't, it is some, this is his last big contract. And then he's going to go back to like Las Palmas or something. This guy's done. He's, he's pretty, he's washed. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind if he left in January, to be honest. Yeah, me um, too. Me too. He's totally worthless. Um, and then, uh, I agree with you. I think that, you know, Kamashu has been coming into his own more lately and, uh, you know, ha- had a string of decent performances. So, you know, I, I, I hope that they, they would go with Kamashu. Anyways, and then uh, last question, second one from Danny. Uh, pretty pretty fun one here. Best player to ever play for sporting? Wrong answers only. <laughs> Best player? F- oh, my. So who, was want- that, who was that fat? Uh, that fat striker who was like Deku's brother-in-law? What the fuck? Alexandru? Is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Alexandru. Uh, I forget was, the last name. He was like a heavy set guy who played up top, man. He was fucking bad. Like bad uh, just in the sense he couldn't score? No, yeah, he was totally worthless. Oh. Um who we, else? We have Pong- <laughs> Pongoli. Yeah, there's a the list is a, the list is Oh, uh, I mean Hesse. Hesse has put himself in the in the conversation. Oh, definitely. Hesse, <laughs> Pongoli, you had uh you had uh, what's that French guy? We had another French guy. They really sucked. The Irish guy, a UK guy. They all, oh, so. Ryan Gold, who's actually been having a, himself a decent season in second division. Ferenc is in first place. No, 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 not him. He was a striker. I forget his name. He really sucked as well. But we had quite a few, a long list. I mean, <laughs> uh, Ruiz, the, we, we thought he was going to be a great player, and he really sucked. Um, he had maybe half of a season, decent half of a season. Ruiz yeah. that went to, back to his own country. Um, he got arrested yeah. recently, actually. Yeah, his father and his <laughs> brother as well, all together in the same package deal. <laughs> it was cheaper, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And, uh, I mean, feel free to let us know in the comments, guys, who your, who your favorite, uh, you know, the best player to play for sporting, uh, wrong answers only are, because there are, we're definitely forgetting some, and there's, the, the list is definitely at least like 20 people long. Because there have been some, uh, there have been some, there have been some worthless players who have come through the ranks over the years, especially in the in the mid, in the early part of this decade, in like the early two thousand ten ish era. <laughs> there are some real gems that came through that era. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, all right, so let's move into our first game. We can quickly go through this game because this game sucked, and 
I mean, it mattered in the sense that we wanted to win the Europa League group, obviously, but we showed up with a very, very rotated team. Um, we went down to 10 men almost immediately, and it was just not meant to be from the beginning. Um, sporting three, last, or last wins three, Sporting zero. Um, I'll just quickly go through the lineup. Um, Renan Nubedu played a net for about 20 minutes, and then Maximiano came on after he got sent off. Uh, Rozier, Kowatsi, Lodi, Borja, Camacho, Miguel Luis, Rodrigo Fernandes, Eduardo, Pedro Menz, and Hesse. Um, with Dumbia and Luis Philippe uh, subbing in, as well as Maximiano. Um, Steph, what did you think of this game, briefly? I'm, I can't imagine you enjoyed watching it. No, I was actually, I was actually off, and um, I was watching the game, and I did watch the whole game. But, you know, when I saw the lineup, I, I didn't expect Sporting to win. To, to to be really honest with you, even be, when I saw the uh, the uh, squad list before they left Lisbon, um, so they the uh, Sealy's made eight changes, which is that's a lot of changes. Um, in, uh, we only kept René Ribeiro, which he he was still like uh, one uh, the one of the players uh, starting up for Sporting on every game. Uh, Sebastian Coates. And Valentin Rosier. All the other players were were players like uh, either on the bench or the the the, the under twenty three team not playing consistently every game. Such as uh, Borja, he hasn't been playing every game only once in a while. Lodi, we wish he never came to Sporting, but he only plays once in a while as well. Uh, Rodrigo Fernandes, whole midfield basically. Yeah, Rodrigo Fernandes, Miguel Luis, Eduardo. Uh, Rafael Kemais, even Pedro Mendes, all these players never really start for Sporting. So when I saw the, the t- this team, and when I when I go back to when um, um, <clears throat> Las Clint went to Lisbon and they deserved to win that game, I was telling myself we're gonna lose this game because they a pretty good team, and we lost fair and square. Uh, there's, there's, uh, even if we had Ruben Ribeiro before he made the, he committed that stu- stupid PK, uh, a goalie with that experience, I was expecting him to avoid that PK because the striker, he, he had no, no angle. So he could have avoided the PK. Um, but we lost fair and square. But, you know, the good thing is Silas was able to take some notes and see uh, since the, the, uh, the market is about to open in a week. And now he could, he could justify. Well, you know what? I'm going to keep this and this and this and this player, but I don't want these players because I gave them a few chances and they really didn't didn't know how to deal with the pressure. So he took some good notes about certain players, and um, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt why he put these players on the pitch. I think he wanted to see how they would react uh, against a, a a good team. Uh, with no pressure, actually, because we we already had qualified to the next round, and they failed. Uh, that team we put in place for that game, they all failed. Uh, they played pretty bad. Uh, they gave a poor image of Sporting Club Portugal um, in front of the whole European, uh, war, uh, you know, uh, continent, and. Um, I'm pretty sure some of these players will never make the A squad next year or this year. They they're gonna be their names will be scratched off the that list. So and that's it. That's why I gotta say we suck with Lost Friends Square and uh, Last Clint's. They spanked us basically. Yeah, it's a good team. I actually think that they have a chance to go further than a lot of you know pundits, people on TV, stuff like that. They like to talk a lot. They'll be unfamiliar with last, so they'll write them off immediately. Um, but I mean, it's a good team. Uh, it's a really good team, and I think that uh, I think they can beat you know a lot of teams. Uh, they're playing AZ Alkmaar. Um, that's who they got, and uh, I think that's a winnable draw for them um, for sure. Uh, so um, just one quick note. Um, from my end about the uh, the game, I could not stand that Hesse was the one playing up top and Pedro Mendes was out on the wing. Um, I mean, yeah. I've never even seen mm-hmm. Pedro Mendes play on the wing before. And he's got Hesse, who honestly, remi- I'm trying to think of what he reminds me of. 
he's just a he's a black hole. You know, he's a turnover machine. If the ball comes to him, he'll he'll try to do something like cool and lose it. You know, it it, it reminds me of like a uh, like a cocky like you know junior varsity like freshman player or something. I don't know what the fuck his deal is. Um, but you know, if if he honestly just played two touch most of the time, he he would appear less bad because he wouldn't be turning the ball over as much. Um, but he was isolated up top, and he pretty much just turned it over uh, every single time he got the ball and lasted 45 minutes out there. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, we got we got dominated. We got smacked, 29 shots to four. I mean, we 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 didn't even we didn't really carve out a clear, you know, dangerous chance the entire game. We had like a shot from outside the box that the goalie, you know, had to get down to get, but it was still like you know right at him. That was about it. That was our most dangerous chance. So, yeah, we got slapped, and um, the funny thing about getting slapped and finishing second in the group here is that we actually got a more favorable draw, in my opinion, um, than Porto or Benfica got, um, who were both – well, one was a seeded team coming from the Champions League, and the other won their group. Um, so they were in pot one, and we were in pot two, and we ended up with um, Istanbul Basakir. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Basakir, whatever it is. Sounds good um, to me. Yeah, so that'll be um, – those two games will be at the end of February. Uh, so you have a bit of time, about two months before those games. Um, but, yeah, whenever they – when they roll around, um, you know, I think that we have a actual, you know, decent chance of advancing. And hilarious, but Robinho is on their team. Like, the Robinho. And he's, like, 38 and somehow still playing. So I mean, no, they they have a, an experienced team. I was looking at they have a squad. bunch of they have oh. a bunch of like has-beens on their team. Yeah. It's like an MLS team kind of. Exactly. <laughs> so Sporting has to be careful because they might want to make a statement. So they have some French international, Brazil international, one guy from Norway. So they they're not a, a, a shitty team. They're in fourth place in Turkey in their league. So they're a pretty good team. We have to take them seriously. For sure, for sure. Um, it's not a bad team. Arda Turan um, on the team. Martin Skirtle. Uh, pretty uh, pretty funny. Oh, Carlos Punk. He used to play for uh, Javs and uh, Boavista, I think, as well, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not a bad team. Uh, but, you know, as far as the draw goes and the teams that we could have got, um, you know, no complaints. No, no complaints. Um, from my end. Demba Ba, Gail Glishi, holy shit, man. What a throwback team they got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, looking forward to that one. Um, you know, we have two two chances basically to win to win a trophy this season. I don't know how likely it is to win the Liga Europa, but, you know, making a little run would be be kind of fun. Um, but uh, I don't know how, how likely that is. But hopefully we get further than last year, um, which is not that hard to do. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So next game here, a uh, bit of a uh, good one. You know, po- you know, possibly the best game of the season, the most complete performance of the season, you could say. Um, the four nothing win uh, in the uh, Asors after after getting scraped by Lask on Thursday. That is a long flight, Austria to the Asors for a Monday game, um, and uh, the boys responded well, and they won four nothing. What do you think about this game, Steph? <laughs> Uh, we we basically dominated from the get go. Sporting played a, a, a well played game, um, so we we played on a four three three. That's actually the tactic that uh, Silas prefers and the players as well. Um, solid perf- performance by our team, uh, but this is what I want to see. I want consistency. So they gave us a nice relaxing victory. I was home chilling, having a couple beers, eating some popcorn. And I wasn't stressed at all for the first time in a long while. So it, it was very delightful to enjoy a soccer game without cursing at my TV, without, you know, you know, cursing at everybody around me and shit. Um, so I liked it very much. We were playing good football, playing at the first touch, uh, being patient. And um, we, we dominated Santa Clara. Um, good, good performance by Luis Fleep. He played like a real striker, putting the ball away in the net. Bulasi finally scored after Danny put a tally. Uh, on that the, was on, me. On, that was me. Oh, that I was you. That. I'll take the loss on that. One. that was <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been so 
I've been so pissed off by Velocity all season. Uh, chances he's missed. He missed two flagrant opportunities. I know he did. Yeah. And then, and then right at the beginning of the second half, he's not even looking at the goal. Heads it the other way, facing the wrong way, and it somehow goes in. That's the goal that he scores. After Beautiful. All the chances he's missed. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should tweet that more often. Uh, maybe you some, should. I need a Hesse one. Hesse, Hesse will never score, and then he'll fucking score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that was, um, and then when Fernandes on a PK, which was a PK. Um, now we played good, and the, the whole team was solid. Even Dumbier was played well, not complicating. Sometimes he loves to complicate, and his position as number six, he can complicate. He has to make things easier, um, and not passing to the side or the back. I hate when they do it. And when you have to do it, you have to do it. I understand, but he needs to find a way to see an opening up front, the back of the defense, and that's what we did, and we played well. And uh, uh, Luis Maximiano. Uh, he's gaining more confidence every single game, and I love that. I think I hope he stays as our number one. Um, and if Renan wants to move on because he wants to play, you know, full time, then hey, let him go in January, uh, and then we'll get another goalie, or uh, maybe maybe call the goalie from the uh, under twenty three team. But the way we lost the game against Portimonense uh, with the under twenty three, that was a little bit his fault. But, you know, besides that, coming back to Santa Clara, I love the uh, the um, good performance by the defense. Marcos Acuna, Sebastian, Ritovsky, Mathieu, phenomenal. Um, Acuna had a great game. I know the man of the match was Vieto, uh, but I love the performance of Acuna. He didn't lose one one ball. That guy is, is, is phenomenal. Wendell was okay, not one of his best games, but you know what? He did what he was supposed to. Dumbia, phenomenal is number six, finally. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, he, he didn't, that was not one of his best games either. He was nice and quiet. Uh, but you know what? Uh, he made the difference in certain plays, and and uh, he never loses the ball. He holds on to the ball pretty well, so that was excellent too. Luciano Vieto, by far, is the best player we've gotten this year. That was the best contratação, by far. Uh, Bulasi, okay, he finally scored, but I was expecting much more for him. I, I don't see that explosion as a winger that I was expecting from him. He's kind of clumsy at times. But in this game, he was okay. And then Luis Felipe was pretty good. I mean, he put the ball away twice, so... so. Good performance by the team, and I hope to see more games like this one uh, from now on. Um, but I'm afraid in January, uh, Sporting will go shopping. Well, we need to. We need to another one more striker. Uh, I would say one winger and one number Mitchell, six. like a six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, number six, definitely. And promote, if you don't want to buy, you know, promote a, um, a center back. Because uh, Luis Net is only going to come back, I would say, two months for now, I believe. So that's a long yeah. time. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, this game kind of convinced me something that, I mean, I, I've been thinking of it for a while. I just really haven't been convinced with Rozier this this season. And he's kind of held on to the starting spot kind of by default. Ristovsky, Ristovsky was hurt for a lot of the time, and then he was coming back, and then he wasn't. You know, he he's obviously hadn't played it in several months, so he was out of rhythm. But now that I think that he's finally pretty much back up to speed now, I've been more impressed with his performances recently than I have been with, you know, really any of Rozier's performances this season. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, Rostovsky had an assist as well in this game. So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, going forward, I, I, I think that uh, Rostovsky, you know, should probably start. I think he's been in better form. And, uh, you know, it kind of makes that whatever $7 million spent on Rozier, uh, it looks, it looks kind of disappointing. It looks like a disappointing, uh, you know, disappointing signing thus far. I know it's only been, you know, whatever, five months. He can obviously turn it around. He's young. He's got potential. But, you know, as of this point, it's a hefty price tag for a disappointing player. What do you think? You know, I feel the same way. I was expecting a lot more from him. I thought finally we had the solution for for the right wing, and I don't know if he's take it's taken him a while to adapt to uh, the Portuguese league, Liganos. 
But yeah, I agree so far. You know, I don't think he speaks Portuguese either. You know, living in a new country, that kind of stuff too, obviously is not easy. It could, it could be, but in Portugal, and that's one of the things I like about our Portuguese culture, we do, we do speak French, you know, quite a lot. A lot of uh, Portuguese citizens speak French. So I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that uh, a lot of... Uh, uh, the coaching staff do speak French, and he has a. T- He's got Matthew, yeah. Matthew and Bolazzi. He speaks French yeah. as well, I believe. So yeah, he does. There's a lot of French speakers that, and I'm pretty sure a couple players do speak French as well. So I don't think it's a language barrier. It's it's more maybe an adaptation from from the league and to the Portuguese league, which it's different different mentality. So maybe instead, I don't know. I don't want to find excuses, but yes, I agree with you. I was expecting more from him. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it on this game. I forgot to run through the lineup, so I can quickly do that. Um, and I think that this lineup right here is probably the strongest lineup, just about the strongest lineup we could have, um, you know, based on the based on what we have to choose from right now. Um, Luis Max in goal, Rostovsky right back, Kowats, Matthew, Acuna. Dumbia, Wendell, Bruno Fernandes, Bolasi, Luis Felipe, Vieta. Um, and my man of the match, I'm going to give it to Luis Felipe, who is apparently being chased by Jorge Jesus' Flamengo, sporting slap the $10 million price tag on him. I doubt that if he's transferred, he will go for $10 million, but that is definitely something to keep an eye on. Who's your MVP of this game, Steph? Uh, which game? The uh, the Celtic. Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Oh, the my player of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, for me, it was Acuna. Acuna, yeah, yep. he was. He played a good game. I mean, I think I think pretty much everyone did have a good game. Um, you know, Bataglia came back on. He kind of a you know kind of a symbolic thing because this is the the exact same stadium where he uh he tore his ACL originally. Um, you know, a little over a year ago. So. And he's been hurt, and you know, for a month, you know, he came back briefly, got hurt again, and now he's back again. And he, you know, he got to go play at, you know, at this exact same stadium. So hopefully, he can get back healthy because I think that as of right now, Dumbia, you know, he's had some, you know, more decent performances recently. But I think that 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 defensive midfield spot is definitely there to be won by, by anyone: Rodrigo Fernandes, uh, Dumbia, um, Bataglia, whoever it may be, Eduardo. Um, you know, whoever is in the best form at the moment, I think that that spot is there. So it's a, uh, it's an open competition, I would say. And I would also say that about right back, um, as well, probably. <clears throat> and going to our final game here, um, we lasted, um, the pod, probably, uh, the most, uh, the most exciting of them. Uh, definitely the most heart-stopping action here. Um, Portimão versus Sporting. Sporting won 4-2. This is for the Tasa de Liga match day three. Sporting needed a win and a Riuav loss to Gil Vicente um, to go or, through. Or a tie. Or, or, or a tie, yes. Um, this game was officiated horribly. Um, the Riuav game was officiated horribly. Um, and somehow, Julie Sent ended up winning one nothing, and Sporting ended up coming back down from 2 nothing with 10 men. And uh, for the third straight year, they are going to the Final Four in Braga. Um, so this lineup was as follows. Luis Max, Rostovsky, Kowatz, Matthew Acuna, Bruno Fernandes, Dumbia, Wendell, Vieto, Balassi, and Kumashu. Steph, what did you think about this game? A lot to talk about here. Well, you know, we, we, we started the first half, uh, like, um, expecting the unexpected, I guess. I mean, we sat back to see what the game was all about. Um, and, and then and then Jackson Martin scores on a PK. That To me, it's a PK. Uh, no doubts about that. And, and then we had the bad luck of... Um, Mathieu scoring this an, an own goal at minute 31. And I thought, shit, that's it. We're done. We're done. I don't know if we can make it make it happen. Um, and we tried, and we had good chances of 
we had good chance of tying the game in the first half. We we did. Um, then Vieto scores before the, the 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 first half ended, so it gave us some hope. It was two one, a very exciting game, a very good for Timonez. Um, um, <clears throat> Luis Maximian kept us in the game with that wonderful save when we thought, hey, shit, he got Luis. He, he did pass, he dribbled Maximiano, he's got the goal in, and he he never gave up. He went after him, and he saved it against the, the post, and the ball somewhat, somehow, didn't go in. Um, and then um, a foolish red card, second yellow by uh, referee Pinedo. He should quit, you know, his job as a referee. He sucks. Um, he affected Sporting for the whole entire second half. Um, everyone could see it in different replays that he never touched his face, but never. You don't even need a replay for that. My question is, where's the linesman? The linesman is there, so I, you didn't see it either. So, so Sporting got penalized, and then I, I know the mentality was, okay, now we, we fucked because now we're playing against 10 players, against a dangerous Portimonense playing well. Uh, but you know what? The second half came along, and uh, we tied up the game with a great goal, phenomenal goal, finally, from uh, Rafael Camacho. You could see his reaction, like he was yelling like the gladiator. Um, and uh, well-deserved. The kid deserved it. He played well. Nice dribble to take the defender out of the way. And then Gonçalo Plata, he just showed all this talent with uh, cool veins, Controlled the ball by by a a pass from um, from Luis Felipe, I believe, and then he controlled the ball and put it away. And then Portimonense at the the final minutes of the game, they tried to tie up the game at least, uh, but um, Luis Felipe he ended the uh, discussion with an excellent game go- goal a minute ninety four, I believe. Um, and made it 4-2. Uh, sporting second half was phenomenal. Just because of that, we did deserve to win. The first half, first half was very shaky. Uh, but I don't want to say I, I don't want to take the merit to Portimonense because they played well the first half. Good pressure, uh, good circulating the ball along the field. And uh, but the second half we were better than them, and we had one less player, but we somewhat somehow we played better. Uh, it was kind of. Uh, uh, the, the the vitamin that we needed, somebody getting expelled the wrong way to revoltar to, os jogadores, to make them upset and mad. And that gave them the extra energy that we needed uh, to, to win the game. So congrats to, to uh, Sporting in the second half. They played really well. And uh, Luis Maximian, to me, was the, the, uh, the player of the game. Uh, all, all that confidence from a young player that he transmits to the defense and the rest of the team because now they, they know that we have a good goalie and he, he kept us in the game. So he kept the whole team functioning and uh, wanting to win the game. So, yeah, that's all I got. It was it was a good game. Like you said at the beginning, João Pinheiro sucks as a referee. He shouldn't be allowed to be a referee anymore. He really sucks. He showed so many yellow cards to control the game. That's not what I'm expecting from a referee. When you show a yellow card, you you you're taking away the aggressiveness of of certain of the players. So now they have to be more cautious. And certain certain yellow cards, they were not yellow cards. If you take away the aggressiveness of of certain teams. They're nothing. Uh, you know, soccer is supposed to be played. Football is supposed to be played with a certain level of aggressiveness. Of course, you know, not, not to the point that you're going to hurt your fellow um, f- fellow soccer uh, teammate or uh, the, the opponent. But, you know, you need that level of uh, ag- aggressiveness to make it interesting. If you take it away, then it's useless to watch a, a good fo- football game. And that's it. Yeah, uh, I agree with most of that. Um, I thought that, you know, like you said, Max had a had a pretty good game. He he, he did a good job um, keeping us in it. Um, you know, 
Vieto, you know, he scored a goal. I, I think that he had, you know, a couple chances there in the second half. He could have, you know, tied the game up a few times. Um, but, you know, overall, not bad. Uh, uh, Matthew is, is, is very unlucky, and so is Max on that on that own goal, uh, you know, just comes off his foot the wrong way. And, 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 uh, you know, you know, Max is still diving and he's, he almost gets there, but it's just, he's, he's already too committed to going the other way to, to be able to come back in time. And it just trickled over the line. Uh, I was, you know, I'm really, you know, Plata and Kamashu, man. Uh, they, uh, they, you know, Kamashu scored the great goal to, to tie it. And then Plata scored the winner. Um, you know, that's got to be huge for, you know, both of their confidence. They've both played pretty sparingly this season. Um, and, uh, you know, we could use, a, you know, some some youthful injection, you know, of some quality on the wings. Because too often, you know, we've got Hesse or Balassi or whoever the hell else it may be. Vieto, if he's having one of his bad Vieto games, you know, uh, I think that it's, uh, you know, it'd be good to get um, – you know, some of our, our own guys, you know, out there as opposed to these these loaned, you know, band-aids that, that you know, they'll be gone next season and they, they don't mean anything. So who cares if they don't play? Um, so I'd rather see our guys play. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy that we're we're in the Final Four again. You know, Portimonense is trying some bullshit. Um, they're trying to say that Bruno Fernandes isn't, for, isn't a locally uh, – isn't a, isn't a player that was developed in Portugal – um, but he's literally registered through this tournament as a player that um, was developed in Portugal. So there's a, you have to have a minimum of two on the field. It was Max and Bruno Fernandes. Um, they're saying Bruno Fernandes doesn't count, even though he literally is registered and the league acknowledged him as being a, a player formed in Portugal. So if Sporting are somehow eliminated as a result of this complaint, then I think that the... Uh, the FPF should probably just fold, just just pack it up and uh, just cease operations. Well, no, the the thing is, uh, let's say if uh, the Liga and the FPF, the Federação Portuguesa de Futebol, they made a mistake, then it's on them. Um, you it's know, on them. They can't they can't eliminate Sporting retroactively, though. They, I mean, they, they can. They uh, if they say that he is uh, a locally formed player, and then. You know, after the fact, they say, oh, you know, I mean, obviously he, he did play growing up. He moved to Italy when he was, what, like 15? I mean, he didn't grow up in Italy and then come to Portugal for the first time. I mean, he played for Boa Vista, I believe, right? That was his club. Yeah. Um, I mean, that definitely happened, you know? <laughs> so I I think this is all fucking bullshit. Um, and I expect us to be playing on January 21st against Braga. And uh, and winning in PKs um, is what is what I think will happen. <laughs> yeah, me me too. I mean, I, I have no doubt in my mind that um, that Bruno Fernandes is a lo- local uh, format lookament, lookament format. Uh, it's it's the funny thing about Portimonense um, is they lost Friends Square and now they're trying to pull the f- a fast one. And if they want to be upset at someone, they should be upset at the, the at Liga Portuguesa. Or if they made the mistake, which I don't think so, because uh, he he was at uh, Boa Vista in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, and 2011. How old was he? How old so, was he when he left? So he was born in 1994. So when he went to he's a year Italy, older than me. He's probably he's 24 then. When he went to Italy, it was in 2013. Okay, so that was six years ago. So he so was 18. He's 18 you, years old. 19. 19 years old. And they're going to seriously say that he was not developed in Portugal. So he was 19 when he went to Novara. <laughs> and in Novara, he only stayed from uh, the uh, season 13, 14, and 15, 16. Two years only. So, and then he went to uh, Sampdoria. Then he Udinese. went Undinese. Exactly. And he stayed one season, or not even. Then he went to Sam Doria. So he was formado uh, locamente, uh, most definitely at Boa Vista. So, because it's required to be 36 months consecutive 
And it was with what we said with for 36 months between the ages of 13 and uh, and 18. So he meets the criteria. So I don't know where Portimonense is getting confused because if they would have won, they wouldn't complain at all. And no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I didn't see Riwav complaining. They should, they should be complaining, but they haven't filed like an official complaint like Portimonense got has. It. Got it. Riwav didn't complain and they played against Sporting. Uh, who's the other team that, that was in our group? Uh, Gil Vicente. Gil Vicente didn't complain either. Uh, and he was, he was, a I mean, he played in this competition last season and the season before, and no one exactly. said anything because everyone, everyone realizes that, uh, Federação e a Liga Portuguesa approved it. That if, if they want to get upset, it's if it's wrong, it, let's say they hire a lawyer or an expert in the fucking field, and he says, Oh, yeah, you know what, o Portimonense tem razão. If I'm sporting, I'll say, okay, but you guys approved it before the game. We gave you all the evidence, which is on the internet, and you guys approved it. So it's not on us. It's on you guys. I mean, there's documentation online. You can go now. I post it on Twitter, and it says, Liga Portuguesa, formado localmente, sim. Yes. So that's it. It's no longer a fucking problem, you know. Do your fucking job. You know, don't don't try to pin it on the club. So yeah, me, I think this is just noise. Yeah, it it's it is classic. A, it's yeah. just classic. It's classic of Portu, uh, Portuguese teams. Like when Sporting um, filed a complaint against Alverca, I thought that was bullshit too. Oh my god! You know, so we lost. We lost. That's it. <laughs> don't try to win in the in the secretaria. That's it bullshit. Almost- it usually doesn't work when this type of bullshit happens. It, you, like they, they're not going to overturn the result. I mean, it's happened no. so many times. Portugal had the complaint against, uh, uh, I think, Ukraine for using an eligible player in a qualifying when they tied, failed. You know, it, this, it's just, it's just slimy. The only, the only team that has ever gotten fucked by shit like this is Gil Vicente when they got relegated for using Matthias over ten years ago. And that's the only time I've ever seen, you know, anything like this, you know, come to you know any sort of fruition. Um, and, you know, a decade later, they were brought back to the first division because, you know, they it was bullshit to begin with the whole thing. So shit like this is usually just noise. And, you know, like you said, Steph, no team that's that no team that's ever won the game has ever filed one of these complaints. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, stupid. Um See you guys at the final four because uh, we'll be there and Portimones will not. Exactly. They should have they won the game. They had 11 players. So, you know, play soccer and stop with the bullshit. Exactly. All right, Steph. So I think, you know, before we, uh, before we wrap it up here, um, actually, you want to do modalidades and then um, transfers? Or since we're, we're, we're on the topic of the first team, do you want to do uh, transfers first and then modalidades? It it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to do. All right. Let's just let's just do. Uh, let's just talk about you know transfers briefly, um, real quick. Um, so I mean, I guess the players that I've seen at least, you know, most you know linked to linked to departures have been um, Acuna, uh, you know, Wendell on and off, Bruno Fernandes, obviously. Um, you know, in a permanent state of moving. And now, you know, Luis Philippe um, is being eyed by Flamengo, apparently. Um, you know, I, I last I, I saw, you know, the, the price for Acuna has, it always fluctuates, you know, what we're looking for or the price of the offer that we've rejected. But if I recall correctly, we had an offer on the table for 18 plus two from Zenit last year. Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. And so we my, rejected it. Yeah, we wanted 20. Yeah, we, they, they said 18 plus 2, we wanted 20. I saw last week or two weeks ago, nah, yeah, it was probably a week ago, it wasn't that long ago, that, you know, Sporting was looking for 10 million for Acuna. Um, you know, I'll say this, if Acuna leaves and it's for less than, less than the offer that we rejected, so if, it's, if they sell him for less than 18 million, you know, they've, they've failed because they had a higher offer on the table. And if they, they take an offer that's half of it for, obviously, one of our players that has the highest value, He's young-ish, playing 
well always in the national team for his country, which is, you know, a good national team. It's not a slouch national team like fucking Lithuania or something. It's Argentina. And, you know, he's constantly in the team for them. Um, so, yeah, for, for all those reasons, he's obviously one of our higher rated players and one of our, you know, ways to generate revenue for sure. I say him and Bruno Fernandes are the two highest valued players on our, on our roster. So, I mean, if we sell Acuna for 10, man, that is just a, that is just a, an epic fail. Um, so I guess for the, the, those two, Bruno Fernandes Acuna, um, what do you rate, um, the chances, uh, of, uh, of both of them or either one, you know, uh, leaving, um, this January? I I don't think they will. I don't think they will because uh, we still have a lot to play. Um, you know, we, me personally, I I think we out of the title race. There's some some Portuguese they they still think we we could win the the Portuguese league. Um, and and I hope we win. Don't get me wrong. I would love to win the Portuguese league, but I'm very realistic. We're 13 points away from Benfica, so Benfica would have to lose. Four games, three, six, nine, twelve. Yeah, we could beat. We theoretically could beat them twice. So they'd have to lose two other games, and we have to win all of ours. Basically. Got it. Exactly, and that's where the problem is. Let's say Benfica loses four games, and they need to tie one. Are we gonna win every game? You see what I mean? So no, we're not. <laughs> so so the 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 math doesn't make sense, and and that's why I don't think we. We have a shot at the title race, but we we could have a shot at the uh, second place. That's more doable, uh, and also, you know, a third place really means nothing. But we have to to uh, finish at least third or fourth to to be in the Europa League. So we can't disregard Liga Nord for sure. We have to keep fighting to get the maximum points we can get. Um, and we're not going to do it with Bruno Fernandes and Acuna. And we are, we are involved now in this competition of Final Four of uh, the League Cup. People love to discount the, this cup. This cup is no longer good. It's amazing. And that's fans from all the clubs, Portistas, Befiquistas, Sportingistas as well, complaining that this is not a good competition. But then when we, we, when we ask Itali who's got the most cups in Portugal, ah! Now they count. All of a sudden, they count. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. It's funny how people, oh, no, no, my club has more cups. Oh, yeah, how many? Oh, we have 98 cups. Ah, you're counting the seven cups that you won in the in the in League Cup. So that's why I don't like when people discount this cup. This cup is gaining his momentum, and he's being, you know, gaining some respect little by little. I think this format, more, the format that they have is is clearly this is the best format for it. I think so, know? too. I think so, too. The only thing they should do is whoever wins the League Cup should should earn a spot in their Europa League. Like that's in Portugal. It should be the same thing. Yeah, I think that um, I think that um, once uh, so not not at the end of this season, the, the next season when we'll have three Champions League spots and three Europa spots, I believe. I 2021-22, yeah. So, wait, so it'll be one, two directly and three playoff for Champions League and then four, five, and six. I think that we should keep it four, five like it is currently um, and then have the League Cup winner get in and, and the and the cup winner. And obviously, you know, if, if there is, you know, you know, Porto, you know, won the league and the cup, you know, the second place, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I, I think that if you put a European spot on the line here, um, you know, it definitely uh definitely um you know makes it uh makes it more intriguing. Um, you know, especially for clubs like uh, you know, Game Age, you know, you know, it's a big club, you know, they're Got they're oh. they're con- they're constantly mm-hmm. in constantly in the Europa League. But they're never automatically qualified. They always have to go through the rigorous, you know, second qualifying round, third qualifying round, playoff. You know, it's and this is all in August. A lot of players, the teams aren't fully formed in August, so it's tough. It's tough to go through these, you know, early qualifying rounds. So a direct entry is is huge for for any club like that. Braga, Guimarães, you know, even a club like Family Go, who's who's clearly coming up as one of the, the higher half teams in the table. Rio Ave teams like that, you know, and then not only does that um, you know, incentivize the tournament, um, you know, to be taken more seriously because there's a European spot on the line. 
you know, maybe the team that finishes sixth place in the table then gets into the Europa League qualifying because Gimenech finished fifth, but they already have the auto spot in. So then, you know, sixth place team has a shot at Europe, you know, Morense, you know, someone like that. So, you know, the more Portuguese teams that, you know, get a chance to, you know, play in Europe and, and get us points. Um, so we can start eyeing up France in fifth because, I mean, let's be honest, the only team that's getting that country points in, in Europe is, is PSG. Um, and, you know, obviously the Portuguese league isn't too great this year, but on average, how good is the, the French league? Um, and, you know, it's Lyon and PSG. I mean, Mar- Marseille is nothing in, in Europe these days. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 had six six uh, clubs and now they only have two. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So we they they uh, we eight points away from them, but now it's, they it's, have. It's not that. It's not you know no. unreasonably far away. No, no, it's not. It's not because all the points Paris Saint Germain and Lyon they will win. They have to divide it by six. Yeah, and, and we have four teams and we have to divide it by five only. So that's uh, significant. So yeah, we I think I think we could finish in uh, in fifth uh, place in the in the ranking. So with with some luck and uh, we'll see. But yeah, I I agree with your assessment about everything you said. So, you know, I mean, the League Cup just like Europa Liga. The winner of Europa Liga goes to the Champions League and the spot in the Champions League. Since then, the English teams, Spanish teams You know, they try in the Europa League once yeah. they get out. Champions Ita- League. Italian teams now they take it more seriously. Oh shit! It gives us a spot in the Champions League. So especially for clubs like Man U and Inter, Arsenal. You know, yeah, they're always exactly. on the bubble of qualifying for the Champions League in their own domestic leagues. It's you know, it's not a bad route to to get into the Champions League, which is obviously huge money. Um, so you know that makes the Europa League you know worth it. It's all about money. That's why, you know. Yep. It's all. It's all about. Unfortunately, money. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So that that's what I think it's missing for the uh, um, Tasa de Liga. If they if they make it, the winner will go to the Europa League. Most definitely, the teams will take it more seriously. So, like you said, especially the teams in the bubble, like around the fifth and sixth place. Then you know. Uh, even the other teams, you know, whoever qualifies, oh shit, you know, we in eighth or tenth place, we we could win the tr- uh, a trophy and go to Europa League. Yeah, Morelos so, won it a couple years ago, and that was a you know a huge deal for them. Um, yeah, but they weren't registered, so that's why they. Yeah, so they yeah, so the same with Abs when they won the cup, you know. Yeah. So that that's the other problem that you know sometimes arises, but um, you know, I'd rather see a Portuguese club like Morelos or or obviously play at, you know, a Vedu stadium or, or something, but, you know, at least to be in Europe. But, um, you know, it's obviously expensive to fly to the, the godforsaken corners of Europe, like Kazakhstan or, you know, Lithuania or whatever. But, um, you know, it's it's good experience. It's good, you know, gets the name of the club out, you know. Um, you know that's, but- how, that's how players like Bruno Fernandes and stuff like that and our team, you know, they really, they really get on the radar of, of – you know, you know, bigger clubs and, you know, the international, you know, community as a whole when they perform, you know, in Europe in front of everyone. You know, not everyone sees Bruno Fernandes score a goal and get an assist every week in Liga Nas. But if he does it in the Europa League and he's the top scorer like he is, you know, everyone takes note of that. But there it is. But if you win your games, you win. Every time you win a game, I think the fee is seven fifty. Yeah, you get, you get money. You get money. You get money. Sure, so yeah. that, that will you pay for your flight tickets. Pay it yeah. Off. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So go with the mentality. I want to win the game. You know, like the last game that Sporting played against uh, Lynx and, and we went to the mentality of, hey, and it doesn't matter. I didn't like it personally. Yeah, I mean, that was, with that, I think you get, I think you get, I think you get like 100K or something like that for a win. So no, I mean, no, we, you, it's you, more. No, yeah, it went. It's, it's like three hundred k, five hundred k, I believe. It went up. Yeah, uh, so I mean, I mean, that's that's a lot of money. So it, it's it is a lot of money. So and then uh, we dropped in the ranking. We were twenty eight. We back to thirty. Uh, it affects in that, a lot of things. So you know, and and we giving the wrong image to uh to 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 all the other countries. You know. Whoever watched the game were like, what a bullshit team, you know? But anyway, that's the way it is. All right, so let's move on to the Modli Dads. Um, so I'm just going to give, you know, 
the most recent result of the uh, of the of the squad, and then I'll give you uh, an update on the standings in the respective league. Um, pretty much at the uh, at the halfway point um, in most of these seasons. Um, so in handball, most recently, Sporting beat Aguasantes 34-28. And um, Sporting uh, will go into Christmas um, tied with Porto for first place with 19 wins and one draw each. 34-29, actually. Oh, 34-29. Sorry, I misread that. Um, yeah, so, so the 20 matches played for both teams. Uh, 19 wins for, in one draw for both Sporting and Porto, both at 59 points. Benfica's in third with 16 wins and four losses, 52 points. So um, basically all that matters is that they finish top six. That'll get them into the playoffs. Um, and they are clearly on pace to do that. Um, and them and Porto are pacing the league. And they will. And uh, as you know, the handball team is still alive in the Champions League. And they will play that two legs against... Uh, Dinamo Bucharest in late February. Um, pretty much the exact same time Sporting will play their, uh, the main squad will play the uh, Europa League um, next round, end of February. So end of February will be eventful for sure with some knockout European competition for the, the handball and, um, and, the, and the main squad. And then moving on to futsal, most recent result for Sporting was a hard-fought 7-5 win uh, against Portimonis. Sporting sit Second place in the futsal table. Um, they are uh, 13 games played, 11 wins, one draw, one loss. Um, they sit second place behind Benfica by four points. They do have one game in hand against the last place team in the table. So, um, you know, you'd like to think we win that one. That would put us one point behind Benfica. Top eight go to the playoffs. Um, obviously, we will make the playoffs. Um, so whether we finish first or second isn't super, super important, but, um, you know, always want to be ahead of Benfica. Um, unfortunately, as you guys know, no, no, uh, no final four champions league this season. Um, so it's basically the Portuguese cup and the league for us, both of which, well, we won the cup last year. We lost the league. Um, hopefully we can bring back the national, the national title, um, which we unfortunately lost in game five last year to Benfica. Um, and then moving along to hockey and patins, um, Sporting's most recent result was a 6-1 win against Braga. Sporting sit third currently. Um, it's a three-way tie for first place between Barcelos, Benfica, and Sporting. Um, nine wins, one draw, one loss for each of them. Um, 28 points for Barcelos, Benfica, Sporting. 27 for Olivares and 25 for Porto. So all the top five all separated by uh, by just one game, um, so very close to the top there, um, and uh, there's no there's no playoff um, in roller hockey, correct? It's just the table like it is in the, in the soccer. So yeah. first place is the champion, um, and we've got you know five clubs within touching distance. So that you know that'll come right down to the end. It'll uh, be exciting a title that we uh, we also lost last season. So hopefully we can get that one back. And then um, basketball, um, which I know has been an intriguing uh, new uh, modality for all of us, especially us Americans. We love our basketball. Um, and Sporting's most recent result was a 102-55 thrashing of Iliaboom. Um, and Sporting sit in first place uh, in, the, in the league, tied with Benfica, um, with 12 wins and one draw. Uh, or 12 wins and one loss, sorry. Sporting's lost to West of Benfica, of course, at the Luge. And top eight make the playoffs. Uh, you know, Sporting on, clearly on pace to do that. And uh, Sporting, Benfica, Porto, Olivares, um, you know, Olivares may be a bit weaker than they normally have been at seeing as uh, the bigger clubs kind of rob some of their players um, this offseason. But, uh, yeah, I expect it to come down to the end between those three, uh, you know, all tied at 25 points, Porto, Benfica, Sporting, Olivares, only three behind. So um, at the uh, the exact halfway point, Sporting well positioned in the first season uh, of basketball being back. And uh, we will wrap it up here with Football Femenino. That is also at the exact halfway point in the season. Sporting's most recent uh, result was a 2-0 win against Atletico Urias. And Sporting have... Uh, 
11 games played, 10 wins, one loss. Um, they sit second place, three points behind Befica, who was that who was that one loss. Um, at the lose, I believe we lost three nothing. Um, Braga sit uh, five points back in third. Um, so obviously those are the three. Usually comes down to these days, Benfica, the new one in that, usually with Sporting and Braga battling it out. Now Benfica's in the mix. And um, yeah, that game uh, later on in the season, Sporting Benfica at Alcochet, hopefully Alvalade, um, if it's you know got title implications on the line. Um, but yeah, um, looking uh, another title that Sporting did lost last season, um, looking to regain that uh, as well as our modalities look to to bounce back from their, um, you know, after a, I guess, what, 17, 18, we won everything. Um, and mm-hmm. then 18, 19, we pretty much lost everything. Um, so looking to to get the, you know, obviously they've won the, the Cups and success in Europe, obviously, not to be scoffed at, but at least domestically, looking to, to get some titles back. <laughs> Anything to add uh, from your own stuff about modalities? Anything? Um, yes. Badly? Yes, a couple things. Uh, nothing much. Go uh, for it. In the under-23, we lost in Portimonense 2-1. So we basically lost our lead in the table, uh, standing table. Now we we have the first place in conjunction with Befica with 42 points each. And then Riwav creeping up with 39. Uh, so... Um, Sporting under 23 has been the performances has been going down tremendously. Uh, but nevertheless, we're still in first place. In futsal, for the Portuguese Cup, we won 7 1 against a, a second division team called Casinas e Posa da Barca. So we moved on to the round of 32. And also in futsal, we're still very alive for the uh, final four of the Cup League. Um, so we're still in three competitions, Stas in Portugal, Cup League, and, uh, and um, the uh, league itself. Uh, under 19, the game was cancelled. It was supposed to be against Academica due to uh, weather conditions. Uh, the, uh, there was really bad flooding yeah. in the center of the country yeah. last week. The team from, uh, from Queen, but it couldn't make it all the way down to the south, to Lisbon. So they rescheduled the game for some other time. Uh, same thing with the volleyball team against Sporting the, the Caldas de Reina. The game, the game was cancelled as well because of poor condition inside the pavilion. So that game will be rescheduled as well. Uh, under 15, we beat uh, Sporting Lisboa Benfica at Seychelles 2-1. Uh, so our boys, uh, they're in first place in their series, the second phase before it's the champions phase. So that was a big win. Um, what else? Uh, you spoke about the hockey. Yep. Um, futsal ladies, we won 4-2 against Sebre Leiria. So the ladies moved on to the fourth round for the Tasset Portugal. Uh, and then, uh, under 17, uh, our boys won 7, um, 7, one, seven, seven one against Fundão. Uh, Good game by them. So, and then last but not least, our ladies in uh, the Tas in Portugal, uh, they won um, uh, five zero against Oirense, and they moved on on this for, to the sixteen to the round of sixteen, the Tas in Portugal, and that's all. Cool. And that with that brings us to the conclusion of our show. Um, and the final show of 2019. Um, you know, as always, appreciate all you guys listening, um, interacting with us on Twitter. Um, you know, it's been a uh, you know a turbulent year for sporting, but at least this season, at least. But let's not forget, 2019 included a uh, a cup win, uh, two cup wins actually. Um, in January, uh, Tasa of Liga, PKs, the Reynan, um memes, all that. That was a good time. Um, and uh and then uh and then the final you know that was a great game too we probably shouldn't have won but uh we won that one in uh in pks as well um so uh while the while the 1920 season has been you know a bit disappointing um you know the end of uh of 1819 at least had some some highs and uh and here's to some 
some cup highs, hopefully um, in 2020 uh, as well. Anything else from you, Steph? Well, no, we, we finished strong against Santa Clara and we made to the final four of the Portuguese of the uh, League Cup. So I'm happy. Yeah, good um, end of 2019. Yeah, I can complain about that. I'm hoping for a prosperous 2020 and uh, like we said, some um, some good acquisitions in the uh, winter window. So we'll see. And the uh, Fleece Natal, Merry Christmas to everybody, uh, to all of our listeners. Um, Viva Sporting and Fleece and Nov. Happy New Year. And it's been a pleasure. It's, it's so far 60 shows. That's that's a lot of work, a lot of dedication, uh, a lot of time off that we have to take out to out of our personal lives to, to do the podcast. But we love what we do, and uh, we're ready for 60 more. Um, so that's it. Fleece Natal. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, Fleece and Nov. Viva Sporting. Exactly. Well said, Steph. Uh, cheers to you, mate. Wouldn't want, you know, and Danny and Nando as well, wouldn't want to do 60 podcasts with anyone else. Um, so appreciate you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everyone. And we will talk to you after the new year. Um, we have a Sporting Porto on January 5th. That's Sporting's next game. And uh, we will talk to you then after that. And, um, you know, and then the month of January will start, you know, transfers, all that good stuff will start to happen um so you know exciting month of january we got the final four we got the porto game and we got you know hopefully some some new players coming in um so looking forward to it um and uh don't celebrate too hard uh these holidays everyone stay safe (laughs) ciao ciao